second episode of ecto one radio this is a product of ticket stubs and cassette tapes a movie podcast i'm andy and i am your host um i'll start right off the top here you can check us out on facebook and twitter ticket stubs and cassette tapes you'll see our name you'll see our logo check us out there give us a follow while you're over there you can check out our YouTube channel, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. Um, I'm doing a lot of gaming on there right now, Ghostbusters games specifically at the moment. I'm going to do some different stuff later. Uh, but right now I'm doing a complete playthrough of Ghostbusters, the video game remastered from 2009. I've just gotten finished with the museum level, so I have everything. I think I've got like four videos um of that game right now up on the channel i've also played a couple of sessions of ghostbuster spirits unleashed um so those are on the channel as well so check that out um in podcast form we're on apple Podcasts, spotify uh, google podcasts amazon music stitcher there's plenty of options for listening there in podcast form but however you're listening to us Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please continue to listen. Um, If you're not just a Ghostbusters fan, which again, I'm sure you're not, um, there's plenty of other stuff on the YouTube channel. I mean, and and on the podcast to check out. So, with all that said and being out of the way, I'm really excited to do this next episode of Ecto-1 Radio because I've got some topics i want to cover today um specifically regarding ghostbusters of course but first i kind of want to say something off the top here you know i went to let me adjust my mic here i i went to the movie theater today i went to go see guardians of the galaxy volume three this will be the second time i've seen the movie if you've listened to my review on the podcast you'll know that I was not a very big fan of that movie I there are parts of it I enjoy but to me there's just something there within the story and within the the tone of the movie and the way it's played that just doesn't work for me and just doesn't do it for me and I'm not going to get into too much detail on that here you can check that out in the review uh, it is a spoiler review, so if you check it out, spoiler alert. Um, but my nephew wanted to go see the movie. He hasn't seen it yet, so I took him to see it. Really didn't want to see it a second time. Um, and after I did see it a second time, my opinion really didn't change. But I took him to see it. And as I was sitting down, now this was a matinee. Um, it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I took him to see this movie we sat down amongst a pretty 
I would say it's a sizable crowd. I mean, the theater was probably like half full, maybe a little less. But we sat down to see it. The commercials before even the previews um, were playing. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, I am so excited to be sitting here waiting on the new Ghostbusters movie. Like, Afterlife kind of, it did something to me as a movie fan. As, as a, it, you know, it comes from me being a Ghostbusters fan, but Afterlife kind of gave me that same feeling I had sitting down to watch The Force Awakens for the first time. Because I'm also a massive Star Wars fan. And so, getting to see a sequel trilogy, and we're not going to talk about, you know, how the sequel trilogy went or my thoughts on it right now, but just getting to sit down to see The Force Awakens, or in in Ghostbusters' case, just getting to sit down to see a Ghostbusters 3. Oh, that was just incredible, right? So I'm so excited to sort of get that feeling back to watch Ghostbusters 4 now. And I know this is just kind of a random topic, but that just really was in my mind earlier today when I when I sat down in that theater. I'm just so excited to see another Ghostbusters movie up on this big screen. And so we're really lucky. You know, I kind of want to start off the podcast by saying that we're extremely lucky as Ghostbusters fans. You know, I just feel like we were so sure, <laughs> you know, especially after like 20 from basically 2014 to 2016 from the passing of Harold Ramis to the release of Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I think we were just all really, really sure that the idea of a third Ghostbusters installment in the original universe was just dead and buried and it was gone and there was no chance we would ever get it so to be where we are now seven years later is nothing short of incredible I think that although it's not as popular in the you know normal moviegoer you know population I know that Ghostbusters is something that I don't want to say it's a it's a niche genre or of niche type of movie or franchise, but it's certainly not a Marvel or a Star Wars or anything like that, right? It's just something that we love, and that's kind of gr- what's great about Ghostbusters, right? It's something that feels like it's for us, and I'm so excited that we're getting or that we have gotten people at the helm of this whole the of Ghost Core and you know people working for Sony now who really care about us and about what we want to see and about what we love and I and I'm so excited to see this next iteration of Ghostbusters and what it brings to us just as Afterlife did so I just kind of wanted to start there I know that was a random sort of talking point there But, you know, that's just something that was on my mind today as a Ghostbusters fan and something that I wanted to share. Um, we talked a little bit last week about, or two weeks ago, about 
Ghostbusters Day this year, which is, of course, June 5th, um, which I believe, let me check, that's going to be a Monday, looks like, I think, yeah. Okay, so June 5th, if I'm correct on that date, I believe I am correct on that date. Again, let me make sure, sometimes I I misspeak. Um, June 8th, I'm sorry, June 8th, not 5th, June 8th. So that will be Thursday, June 8th. That is Ghostbusters Day. Um, we talked a little bit about it. We talked about some of the activities that are planned. I know that we're going to have an event, um, I believe, in, in New York at the Firehouse. Uh, I know also that... I know that uh, several, you know, Ghostbusters franchises, you know, around the country, around the world, uh, plan their own things for that day. So you can keep that in mind if you're local to any Ghostbusters organization. It's usually a charity organization that does a lot of charity work. But, you know, always massive Ghostbusters fans. Each state in, in America has a franchise um, go check them out. You know, I know that for me, in my home state, uh, the franchise is several hours away. But right next door in the in the next state over, um, there is a franchise of which I know a few members. So I know that, you know, these people love what they do. And I think it's for an, a fantastic cause. It always is. And like I said, usually a lot of these franchises have something for that day. So, uh, yeah, just check out your local, whatever state you live in. Check out and see where maybe a franchise is around you. And, yeah, you can you can see if, if they're doing anything for that day. But this year, as I mentioned last week, the Buffalo Ghostbusters are hosting their annual fundraiser, um, which is for the hook and ladder eight in new york city uh which is obviously as we know it's the ghostbusters firehouse in new york um the goal this year for fundraising is set at ten thousand dollars the funds raised will commemorate an fdny transport van in honor of lieutenant vincent halloran who uh died in the 9-11 attack so this is for a great cause. This is this is one of the great things about these Ghostbusters franchises. Um, they do a lot of good work, and this is certainly a good cause to to support. I did also mention that you're going to have at that location on uh, June 8th, you're going to have a live performance of Saving the Day from the Alessi Brothers. That is. You know, again, you guys are Ghostbusters fans, so I don't really have to explain this, but that is the song that played um, while the Ghostbusters arrived at the apartment building in the first Ghostbusters movie. And so there's going to be a live performance of it. That's really cool. You know, it's, it's something a little different and really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, a really cool sort of festive thing, you know, to do on Ghostbusters Day. Um, I know that they'll have some appearances from, you know, different Ecto-1s. Um, they'll do a film location walking tour. You can buy merchandise while you're there. 
So there's a lot going on there. So if you have the opportunity to check that out, check that out. I mentioned as well last week that we haven't really heard anything about Ectofest for this year. Uh, last year was the first um, annual sort of inaugural, you know, Ectofest that was on the uh, Sony lot. And I was really wondering why we haven't heard about that for this year because I know that they mentioned you know, really being excited or Jason Ryman mentioned being excited to do these again. Um, but they did not, they had not scheduled one for this year. They might last minute. Um, the only reason I could think of that they haven't updated that, haven't, you know, said anything about it, or probably at this point, it's likely not to happen this year is because they are filming the new movie and maybe they just don't have the time, people or resources to, to do it this year and you probably wouldn't get you know people like jason reitman or uh, actors who are in the new movie you probably wouldn't get them to be able to come and you know host the thing because obviously they're filming so that makes sense that's not something that i had really thought about but that does make sense as to why they probably couldn't do one this year um, if we have more feature films going forward, which fingers crossed, hope we do, this could be the kind of thing where <clears throat> they only host Ectofest on years where they're not filming. So, um, you know, if the movie is pushed from December back to next summer, this could be the sort of thing where we get one next summer, maybe right before the movie or right around the time the movie comes out, which would be really cool. I know that it means having to wait a few more months, but, you know, in my opinion, I've said it before, I just don't understand or see how this movie is going to release in December. Um, on Ghostbusters Day this year, we can probably expect to hear some announcements regarding the film, whether it be, you know, some form of footage from the set, some form of raw footage from the movie. I, I really doubt we'll get anything from the movie, but it could happen. Um, and then you, in my opinion, probably will get an announcement that they're pushing the movie back. I think that that's something to look uh, towards that date on. Uh, simply because, as I've stated before, shooting a movie in, you know, April, May, June, and that movie releasing in December is just, it's pretty much unheard of. Um, you know, it's just really, really hard to do. I mean, there's a lot of post-production that has to take place, even if you did a lot of pre-production, which they did, I'm sure, uh, before you started filming, post-production just takes a while, folks. It, it just takes a while to do post-production uh, on most any, you know, movie. So, um, I just, I do not expect it to release in December, but look, it could, I've said it before, it could do it. The fact that, um, CinemaCon has already come and gone and we didn't get a change on that date leads me to believe there is a possibility it could release in December. I, I will be very, 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 um, impressed if they can release a quality movie in December, um, to be honest with you, because again, that's just really hard to do. But June 8th, we can look for some announcements. I'm really excited to do 
an episode of Ecto One Radio around that time because I know um, that there's going to probably be some good stuff that comes out of that day. And uh, we might have to do it sort of an emergency episode that night or something to cover everything. But I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Here's kind of what I wanted to jump into today. The topic I wanted to jump into. Now, this is something that I haven't heard many people within the Ghostbusters community sort of talk about. And the main reason I think that is is because there just hasn't been enough information put out there yet. But the one thing I want to talk about today are my three things that I would I really want to see in the new movie. Um, now, we've had people I, that I've seen sort of give some stuff that they want to see. But a lot of them are really specific. You know, like people want to see Slimer or people want to see, you know, the upstairs inside of the firehouse. Just kind of small specific things mine are a little bit more large scale than that i'll just go ahead and tell you right now and to be honest i've spoken in the past about being cautious about making or setting your expectations for a movie because it's really really hard once you set your expectations to um dial yourself back and sort of leave your expectations and everything at the door when you walk into the movie theater as i've said before whenever you see a movie you should always leave everything at the door and just go sit down and watch it from start to finish and then collect your thoughts at the end of it you know if you go in with preconceived notions or preconceived expectations then most of the time you you can they can be met and you can be happy but a lot of the times you're going to leave disappointed so i don't want to confuse this for me coming up with some preconceived notions on the movie that if if exactly what i'm saying doesn't happen um i'm going to be angry about the film i'm going to be angry that i didn't get what i want here's the thing even though I'm about to say these things, if they don't happen, but the movie is still really good, and they may go in some other directions with it, but they still make a quality movie that um, you know is really uh, is just treating the Ghostbusters brand with kid gloves and being respectful to the franchise and giving us something really good that they believe in the movie can can still be great so i don't want anyone to think that what i'm about to say is a deal breaker in any way but the things that i'm saying i I would personally if i was making this movie i would put stock into them but let's jump into them here let's jump into number one the number one thing that i want to see in ghostbusters 4 tentatively titled Ghostbusters Firehouse, but we'll probably get another... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we might get the full name of the actual name of the movie maybe on Ghostbusters Day, so we'll see. But the number one thing on my list... Now, this is in no order. This is just... These are random. But the number one thing I want to see in the new movie is a new villain. This is something that has been talked about quite, quite a bit. Excuse me. Um... When it comes to this new movie, especially coming off the hills of Afterlife where we had the return of Gozer 
And, you know, even though that was great and everybody loved it, it kind of brings us to this place now where it's like, okay, is Vigo going to be in this new movie? Well, I don't think, I don't think that there's, you know, I don't think that there's any traction to anybody who says that, you know, Vigo, Vigo will be in the new movie. I think they're just going off of Gozer being in the last movie. But the thing is, I think with Vigo, I think that was just a Ghostbusters 2 thing and we're going to move on. I don't think that Vigo is going to, to return. So I do believe what I'm wishing upon here is actually going to happen. I believe we are going to get a new villain and that's what we need, right? When I think about, you know, in the world of Ghostbusters, when I think about something like the real Ghostbusters and all the cool, unique villains that show came up with, that's kind of what I want to see in this new movie. I want to see a cool, unique villain. Somebody who is kind of in the vein of a Gozer or a Vigo, where there's a mystique to them, and there's, you know, there's a, a building of, of, um, they sort of build the character. Like, Ghostbusters has been really good at building the villain up before we ever get to see the villain, really. Like, you think about in Ghostbusters 1, we, we don't see Gozer until the very end of the movie. And, and then again, we only see her for, what, less than a minute? Maybe a couple of minutes, maybe? And then, obviously, she goes into Stay Puft form. But what I'm saying is that they built the mythos of the character up throughout the movie and just really did a good job of building that character without her ever having to be on screen. And even when you look at Ghostbusters 2 with Vigo, yes, we saw Vigo in certain forms throughout the movie, but Vigo was not on screen a lot. I mean, besides just the still painting, I'm talking about an active Vigo. And then when you actually got Vigo out of the painting as a walking, talking character, it was only at the end of the movie, and it was only for a small amount of time. Again, they did a fantastic job of building this character up without them ever having to be on screen. Now, I'm not saying that to say that, you know, this new movie, whoever's playing the villain, they only need to be on screen for like two minutes tops. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in the world of Ghostbusters, they have done a phenomenal job of building characters who play the villains. And and I would really like to see that carry forward. I would like to see new mythology. I would like to see a new um, story there behind the villain. I would like to see... Um, I would like for them to give us a reason as to why this villain is so dangerous and, and really build on that like they did with the first two movies. And even in Ghostbusters Afterlife, even though we knew all this stuff about Gozer, these kids, these characters who were sort of the newer generation of characters for us, they didn't know. So we kind of got to relearn through them and, and see them learn about Gozer and Evo Shandor and you know what all happened in the past and they were building up to that finale and that's what I really love about Ghostbusters and that's really what I want to see again I really want to see them build into that finale and build up that villain you know it's kind of like for me when you think about like Marvel for instance and Thanos the reason why Thanos is 
so well regarded as a villain is because the characters really, you felt how dangerous this person was through the the protagonists of the film, right? Or the protagonists of the films. You really felt the danger of what this person was capable of. And that's just brilliant writing, and that's brilliant execution of a story. And Ghostbusters um, has done a great job of that in the past, and I really want to see them carry that forward. Even going back to like Darth Vader in the original trilogy, in the original movie, right? Obi-Wan, the way he builds up, and just a little bit of dialogue, the way he builds Vader up. The way that, um, you know, these people working under Vader, the way that they fear him, or, or even if they don't, even like the officer who sort of talks back to him immediately gets choked out, right? They build this villain up to be such a big bad. And Ghostbusters, again, has done a good job of that. So I want to see them carry that forward, and I want a new creative villain um, someone who has, like I said, a good mythology that they create and someone who we can take seriously when we're watching the movie. And, and that's the number one thing, or again, this is not in any order, but one of the things that I'm really looking for in the new movie. All right. Number two, I want to see, um, the, the detail and the attention to detail and the time given to the newer characters um, that essentially the same kind of detail and love and attention that was given in Afterlife, I want to see that again. One of the reasons that Ghostbusters Afterlife could have easily failed for Ghostbusters fans, one of the, the reasons it could have failed was if we did not buy into the new characters. But as it turns out, they were fantastic characters that were well-written, well-thought-out, and well-executed. And that it's just, to me, it's kind of insane, right? It's kind of insane that we, as a fan of a franchise that has utilized four guys, um, along with a, a few other characters like Dana and, and Louis Tully and Janine, it's it's absolutely insane that 30 years later we could completely buy into a movie where now the main characters are kids and people we haven't seen before, right? And we only get the original characters at the very, very end. But they did it. They did it extremely well because Jason Reitman did a great job of setting these characters up to be, uh, you know, personable and, uh, you know... It, the way they portrayed them in the movie, it felt like a character-driven story. And that's so important to do, and, and not a lot of movies do it nowadays. You, you definitely don't see a lot of that where they give so much attention to the characters. And I really, really want to see that carry over into Firehouse. I love Paul Rudd's character. I love Mr. Gruberson. I love Callie, the mom, the daughter of Egon. I love Phoebe, Podcast, Trevor, Lucky. I want to see those characters given, you know, the proper attention and 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 love that they were given in 
an afterlife. And I think if you can do that and you can keep building on these characters, then you open up a pathway where you can make more movies and people will completely buy into it as Ghostbusters fans because they are invested in these characters. And so that is that is one really big thing I want to see. And lastly here, my number three, I want to see the original Ghostbusters play meaningful roles. Now, this is not to say that in Afterlife they did not play meaningful roles. They did. They, you know, Ray was called. They came in at the end of the movie and they helped save the day, or save the day. That that is what should have happened. Now, they could have been in the movie a little more, but to me, if you put them in the movie more than you did in Afterlife then it takes away from that fantastic third act that happened. And as much as I love seeing those characters, the impact of them showing up when they did was just amazing in that movie. And so I don't know that I would want to screw that up by putting them in more. But now with this movie, you know, that's, we've already seen them. So you can put them in the movie. Now, Here's the thing. This is not to say that I want them to take over the movie. This is not to say that this should be the type of thing where they pull all the attention away from the newer characters. What I'm saying is that I want them to have meaningful roles. I want them to be there and actually have a part in the story that matters and makes sense. Now, we know that Ernie Hudson's going to be there, and we know that Dan Aykroyd's going to be there, right? We don't necessarily know that Bill Murray's going to be there, but if he is, along with the rest of them, I want them to have meaningful, impactful roles, whether that be small roles or big roles. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, you know, ideally, yes, I'd want them to be in a majority of the movie, but even if they're not, as long as they have meaningful roles and meaningful contributions to the movie, um, I'm good with it. You know, I'm not going to go ahead and set an expectation where, you know, I'm going to say the the older guys should be in most of the movie and they should definitely be strong main characters that are on screen most of the time. And I know that I've seen some people, uh, whether it be in, you know, different Ghostbusters threads on social media, on Reddit, whatever comment sections i've seen a lot of people say okay i liked afterlife but now in this next one i need ray and um ray and winston and uh peter i need them to be in the movie a lot more to me personally again if they're in the movie for not a lot of time but they have impactful roles then that works for me that works for me along with the newer characters given the same attention and love and detail that they were given in afterlife that all works well together, I think. I think the three things that I've laid out between those two and a new good villain, I think you've got a movie that can work really well there. And I think that's probably what Gil Cannon and Jason Reitman have gone for. I, you know, obviously, I haven't seen the movie yet. We haven't even seen a trailer. We don't know anything about this movie yet. But I have a hunch that we're going to get the same love and attention to detail that we got in Afterlife. We may not, but I would be shocked if we didn't. I'll say that. So 
these are three things that I would like to see. Um, and again, I think if we see these things, I think we're in for a really, really good movie. Now, one thing that, um, really, I don't want to say it concerns me, but it interests me a lot is when Ghostbusters Afterlife came out, we were still kind of in that COVID phase, late 2021 Movie theaters hadn't really come back in full swing yet. I know, and people bring this up all the time, I know that Spider-Man No Way Home came out like a few weeks after Afterlife did, and it did really well. But the thing is, it's a freaking Marvel movie, right? I mean, if that movie would have dropped in, I don't know, May or June of 2020, when we were right in like the thick of COVID and everybody was freaking out and you know we were sort of all in complete um (laughs) like uh freak out mode and we were all like locked in our houses and we were all wearing masks and we were all you know going through germex like it was nobody's business i think if spider-man no way home would have dropped in a in theaters then i think people would have still went to see it because it's marvel right and people take marvel stuff seriously So a movie like Ghostbusters that, again, got delayed in other countries for months, I think, even uh, beyond the U.S., I think that it was kind of always destined to do a lower number, but it, look, it profited. It did a good job. It did what it needed to do, obviously. I do sort of have an interest in what the next movie will do on that front. Now that COVID's for the most part, is kind of behind us, I think. And now that you don't really have that stigma and you don't really have to to worry about that as much and people are going back to the theaters again like they they used to, or most people anyway, I'm interested to see how that plays a role. I'm also interested to see how that plays a role because this is not the long-awaited Ghostbusters 3. This is a follow-up to that, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see that. Now, it's not something I'm going to overly worry about for a while. Again, marketing will do wonders to, you know, get rid of the anxiety of how you're going to do. Um, you know, I, again, for me, that's one of the things that worries me about them trying to release this movie in December is you just don't get a lot of time for marketing. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, as somebody who studied marketing in, in school, um, it's bigger. Th- marketing is a bigger thing than you think it is. Marketing can make you millions or cost you millions. If you don't market the right way, if you don't market it enough, um, it can cost you so much. And people need to know about a movie and they need to know that it's coming out and when you're getting when you're watching TV or when you're watching YouTube and you're just getting obliterated by a certain movie's trailer or promo or whatever and to the point where you're getting annoyed with it well the reason they're doing that is cuz they want you to know this is a movie that's coming out it's coming out on this day here's a few shots from that movie here's who's in the movie they're trying to get you to that theater and i think that for this next movie if we want a long-term future for Ghostbusters, they really need to do a solid job on that marketing and try to get people in the theaters for it. And 
if it's a good movie, I think it will do well. Listen, Afterlife did, you know, relatively well compared to, the, the, again, the time it came out and everything. It did relatively well because of really word of mouth marketing. Um, I know a ton of people personally who did not even know this movie was coming out, but after the first weekend, there was so much buzz about the movie and people who loved it that a lot of people went to go see it the next weekend because they had just heard so many good things about it. So marketing is a big thing, and that's one of my fears about trying to release in December is you losing that that gap of time that you really set aside and that you need uh, to market your movie after it's finished. So we will see. I don't want to really go too far down that road right now because we're going to spend a lot of time on that, you know, as the movie gets closer and all the marketing ramps up for it. Um, when will the movie be getting closer? Again, who knows? I feel like we might get an announcement on Ghostbusters Day, but again, who knows? It's, it's you know, up in the air right now. All right. One last thing I wanted to talk about here. Uh, before we call it a day. Um, we haven't heard much on, you know, the comic series or the animated series or the animated movie that they announced. Um, I don't think that we're going to hear about that for a while, any of that stuff. Now, the, the comic series, I, I know that Ghostbusters Day last year or Ectofest last year, they mentioned something about it trying to release late this year. Now that could still happen. Um, I don't really see a reason why it wouldn't happen. We just haven't heard much about it since then. Um, but as far as like the, the Netflix series, the, the animated movie, whatever, all that stuff, I don't think we're going to hear much about that until, uh, maybe possibly after the new movie, the new live action movie releases. So I know that some people has been wondering on that. Is that still going to happen? Yeah, it's still going to happen. I just think it's, I think that all the focus is on the live action movie at this point. And, um, there just hasn't been as much attention put towards, um, the animated stuff as of right now. Now, what will that animated series be about? Well, I mean, we know very little. We know it's we know everything's going to be canon. Um, I think they've made a big deal out of keeping everything in canon. And listen, I know there's a lot of you out there who snark at that term. Oh, canon! What does that even mean? Well, to me, it does mean something, right? Because um, whenever I read a book, or whenever I read a comic book, or whenever I play a video game. I love to know that it's in the canon of the movies I watch. Now, you could say that's just a person-by-person thing, and, and sure it is, but I'll just give you a quick example here. As a big Star Wars fan, I read a lot, a lot of books, and I read a lot of the Legends books before they became Legend or non-canon before Disney bought Star Wars, right? And a lot of those that I read back then are no longer canon, and them being canon or not being canon plays a big part in the movies, whether you know it or not. Because there were a lot of things, again, for instance, with Star Wars that happened in those Legends books or comics or whatever that 
just did not line up at all with, with what we were getting in new books and the sequel trilogy and all that. So there's a big, a big, obviously a big difference between canon and not canon. And so I think for people like me who like to dive into everything when it comes to a certain franchise, like with Ghostbusters, I'm going to read the comics. I'm going to play the games. I'm going to, you know, watch the animated series. I like to know that it's all in the same universe and it's all working in conjunction with each other uh, to, to build this overarching world, right? So again, you may not think it's a big thing, but I know a lot of fans also do, including myself, you know, you know, they do tend to think that canon means something, right? And, you know, I mentioned up top that I've been playing the Ghostbusters video game remastered and now it's no longer canon. Um, which, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe that's not, I I don't love that. I would, I would love for it to stay canon. But at the same time, I love the story they gave us in Afterlife, so I'm okay with it not being canon. Listen, doesn't take away my enjoyment of that video game at all. I love that video game. And just because it's not canon does not mean it has to take away the joy for anybody. Still a fantastic video game. But, again, I love what they did with Afterlife, so I'm okay with it. The thing that's not as fun is when they decanonize something only to make a story that is not as good as what they decanonized, right? That that kind of sucks when that happens. But um, this is a long tangent on the animated series being canon, I know. Um, but what will we get in the new series? Well, we know it's not going to be the real Ghostbusters, right? That's already been done. It's that's The real Ghostbusters is its own thing. So I don't really know what we'll get in there. I, I think that it would be really cool if it was something in the vein of like the Clone Wars or Rebels where kids can watch it, but it's also something that the adults who are fans can follow along with and enjoy themselves too. It's kind of a family thing. And so that's kind of something I'm looking forward to on on you know that front as far as the, the other stuff that hasn't been talked about as much. But I did kind of want to give a brief update on that because, again, it ha- just hasn't been talked about very much. All right, guys, listen. In a couple of weeks, on the next episode, I'll have another topic I'm, I'm already starting to play around with that we'll cover. We'll cover any news um, that has been released in the last couple, in the next couple of weeks, um, which I don't know that we'll get much. Right now, we're kind of in that dead period where you don't, you know, when they're filming and you don't get a lot of news, but, uh, if we have anything, we'll cover it. And again, I'll have some topics for us to discuss at that time. But for today, that is all I have. This has been Ecto one radio guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you're on the, if you're listening to the podcast version, Um, and again, if you're on the podcast, go check out the YouTube channel. If you're on the YouTube channel, go check out the full podcast. We would love to have you on either side of that. Um, but this has been Ecto one radio, a part of ticket stubs and cassette tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host and we'll catch you next time.